Welcome to the Success Fundamentals Podcast, where we will be interviewing people who have reached greatness in their respective fields and get an insider's view on what it takes to get to the top. Our aim is to uncover their deepest motivations, beliefs, and methods to achieving success so we can all gain wisdom from their experiences. Please welcome your hosts, Christopher Sykes and Brian Goldsack. So today we wanted to take a few minutes to have a discussion about our international listeners. So at this point, Chris, I was looking at our, our data. You get data when you have a podcast on people that are listening to you and you get to see their countries. You don't get to see who they are, but we have a little following in Mexico now. We have a following in the Republic of Zambia. and <laughs> East Africa in the house. East Africa. And we have a few listeners in Portugal. Uh, the vast majority of are in the United States. But let me ask you, Chris, how do you feel about having international listeners? You know what is 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 uh, to be honest, we just started this as a side project, which is kind of funny. And mm. so to and now <laughs> we're <laughs> internationally known uh, mm -hmm. in the places of Portugal, the Republic of Zambia and Mexico. Um I've I've never been to Zambia. I will I don't know I don't know if that's a place where you know I would love to go there to be honest. Um, I've mm -hmm. never been to Africa in general. I would love to be, go there, and I've never been to Portugal. I will, I, however, was married in Mexico. Really? Those, yes, I was married in Mexico. Um, that was fun. But yeah, man, I don't I don't know. I didn't I never thought that we were. If anything, I thought this wouldn't get out of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and New York. And not only are we out of the states, well, not out of those, out now of those we're in like particular Zan states. We're like we're in countries. Zambia, crazy. <laughs> so let me ask you this: If we go to Zambia on a special tour, let's say like next year, first of all, heard that um, ex-president, uh, what's his first name, Kenneth Kaunda, was the first president of Zambia, recently passed away, and mm -hmm. there's in. And there's national state of uh, mourning going on now. So our hearts go out to our listeners in Zambia. Sorry that, that you lost your first president. America lost their first president a very, very long time ago. But I'm sure it was a very distressful time for us as well. But I, what I'm wondering is, do you think if we went to see our listeners in Zambia, they would even know who we are? And do you think they would welcome us with open arms? Literally... Have you seen Coming to America? <laughs> With Eddie Murphy? Yes. So, <laughs> so we'll probably land and we get out and there'll be like rose petals waiting, you know, you know, uh, horse and chariots uh, to take us, you know, around. I would love to. I will. Is there? I, I need to research that. We need to research, research that to see if there's like a place is like to like visit. Uh, they eat a lot of maize, so a lot of corn. Uh, I'm down with that. Uh, they eat relish. We eat relish, stewed with vegetables. Mm. Uh, Nishma is eaten during lunch and dinner. Okay. I don't you know, know what it is. Would you try it? Let's try it, man. Absolutely. 100% I'll try this. Okay, so it says Zambia in Southern Africa is a landlocked country of rugged terrain and diverse wildlife. I love wildlife. As, as, as my wife would tell you, I literally watch national geographic 
I watch there's there's these shows on um on Netflix called like Our Planet and Our Life, and then like on BBC they they have these they have these uh these these shows like Blue Planet, and it's to me it, that's always amazing to me because it's like you you realize how how many species are on earth itself which is crazy like you have humans yes but then you there's a there's species we still haven't found yet it's how they make these contraptions to go in the depths of water like these depths of like the depths of water that that they go down and like search and research these wildlife is amazing that's that's always been um have you seen um have you seen the octopus teacher yet it's a documentary no, I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to see it. You got to see it. It's uh, it good? yeah, it's a, it's some guy that when he was younger, um, he was a amazing photographer and filmmaker. And him and his, I think it was his brother or his friends, would just go to Africa and record wildlife and hang out with indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Then he went on this hiatus for a long time, but lives in South Africa by the by what is it, Cape Horn? Is that at the the bottom of I, Africa? I believe I believe so. And um, he's kind of like off the, you know, so he's not getting killed with those crazy waters. But he started to film his adventures into this little area where he would swim. And he eventually befriended an octopus through its entire life cycle. And you get to see its interactions. And at first, obviously, it's like afraid of them. But it eventually gets to the point where like the octopus would just like embrace him and like he would be petting the octopus. And you're like, my God, animals and people, we really have some type of connection if, if we don't immediately like murder them. Like, it can uh, it can no, be a beautiful thing. 100%. I think octopuses are extremely smart. Like and how they camouflage in their surroundings is, is blows my mind like they can go next to a piece of coral and turn into the coral you'd even know that that, that's an octopus right there like it's amazing to me but the reason and also too just you know to go back to zambia it says on the on its border with zimbabwe is famed victoria falls um pretty much called the smoke that thunders so i'm guessing this is a waterfall uh, that is extremely beautiful there, which I would love to go see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to look that it's up. Called, it's called Victoria Falls Smoke, Smoke That Thunders. Largest waterfalls on Earth. Victoria Falls is up there. They have some of the largest waterfalls on Earth. Look at this. Look, look at that. Wow. Do you think that our listeners live anywhere near Victoria Falls? I'm pretty sure they do. I'd like to think so. I'd that's, like to think that's, that. that's, you know, you know how, you know how when you, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but you know how when you go to certain places and you just, um, you're so caught up in the moment, like it almost feels majestic in like a way, like, like if you, like if you, uh, Let's just say you're walking over a bridge and then you can look at the bridge and you see like mountains and how vast the river is and like nature mm. and stuff. Like, I, it's almost like you, you get in a state of, I cannot believe that we're here um, yeah. or that, or that I'm here. Um, I think is, you know, one of the most beautiful things on earth. And I really do want to just, cause I know it's 
listen, you know, exposure leads to expansion. So the more that we see, the more and more that we travel, you know, the more wisdom we, we attain or acquire, what, you know, how we view the world is, is, is changed forever because now you're exposed to something. So just going to see how people live, you get an appreciation of people in gen- and the ingenuity of people. Mm. Right. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of, one of the biggest things too. Like when you travel and you see other people and living how they live, you know, I think you can learn something from everybody. So actually, as a matter of fact, Mel, Phyllis don't know, Mel's my wife. She does these mission trips and she said mm. that she went, she did, she went to Honduras and she said she's never seen happier people in her life and they didn't have a thing. They didn't have nothing compared to Americans, right? It's like, you know, we complain if we get too hot when we can just go in the house that has air conditioning. They didn't have shoes, right? But they were some of the most happiest people on earth. And you kind of get an appreciation and, you know, an affinity for people like that. It's like, you know, it's just like, not an affinity, but you have, um, you in, you're, you, you get endeared to people like that. Let um, me ask you something. Let, let's have it. So on that note, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, no, please. You'll hear certain people say that the society that you surround yourself with has a large impact on on your overall sense of well-being. And you'll often hear people talk about how Scandinavian countries are extraordinarily advanced societally. But then you'll also hear how they have like rampant alcoholism and higher high levels of depression. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you'll hear about places that aren't as technologically advanced or their societies, not as, um, I don't know, progressive as other countries might be. They might have their own economic issues, medical issues, crime, whatever. And they'll seem happier. Now, what I always struggle with is, what what good then does that do for us? What, what do we learn from that? Because do you want to say, hey, well, let's make things simpler and be happy with like the food that we have and, you know, kind of everything is just icing on the cake? Or do you do you want to? I don't know, because you think like the Scandinavian countries got it all figured out. But if they're still depressed, then what are we trying to figure out exactly if if progress still results in depression, then what are we progressing towards if even the most progressed places are still depressed? That's a good question. I think that we, we had to, from a depression standpoint, we had to figure out where that's derived from. I think that's like step one. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, I mean, like like I was just saying about Honduras, like they, they don't have anything, but they seem like the happiest people. But then on the flip side of that, I think you're you get accustomed to where you are, too, right? So that's a that's a that's a re- really good question. I don't I don't know because because uh, depression can come from different can different things, childhood, the way uh, you know what you see on a daily, right? Um, you know, like through social media, like, you know, beauty is, looks like this. And if you look in the mirror every day and this is what society views as beautiful and you don't, or handsome 
Um, and you're like, I don't look like that. And then that can seek. And some people are the person. Some people don't even know it. Like, so, you know, they, they probably feel a certain way. They just think this is how they are. But you get these, you're assaulted with all these images. I mean, again, this is me, this is me speaking specifically about looks. Right. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what to, but, and also tell this is probably why we're doing this podcast. Like, what is the Holy Grail? Right. What is the Holy uh, Grail? What is the Holy Grail? What is the Holy Grail happen? It can't, it can't be all void of materialism. I think if anything, the show has taught me nah. that because like, if you actually, this was the thing that was always driving me nuts about this show. When we talk to these people, they talk about how it's not about material things. And that's the consistent thing. But then I bet if we paused and respectfully asked, how much is your house? How much is the car or cars that you drive? How much is the tuition for the schools that you send your children to? Those mm-hmm. things might be extraordinarily expensive. So material things must mean something. But I think the distinction that I'm starting to make is that although they like material things, they don't view material things as the source of the happiness. It's just kind of like one of the nice perks, but it is not the source of happiness. It's a byproduct. It's, it's, it's a, a byproduct. It's a, it's a byproduct. Yeah, I, I, and I think, and I think that's a thing because I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure they like nice houses, nice cars, nice watches, nice vacations, right? Money mm. in the bank. I'm pretty sure all that feels good, but they're not. They're not doing it for those things, right? They're afforded those things, and I think material. I think with anything, material materialism or material things are a representation of your hard work. Some people, right? Like you know, like with with Al, you know, he. I, don't, I have no idea what he has, but I'm pretty sure some of the stuff that he does have is a representation of how hard he has worked and he's earned that. You you work hard for it, buy what you want, right? That's that's what you do. But don't expect the thing that you buy to give you this like, oh, my God, I bought this. So now I'm like forever happy. That's never the thing because it's always the next one because there's always someone who's going to have a bigger house, a bigger bank, bank account than you, a nicer watch, you know, a nicer car. It's always an, 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 another thing. But what I've learned about this show, too, though, is um, to be honest. You got to find what you and I love everybody has. I think they're saying the. I don't think they're saying they're saying the same thing. They're saying it, saying it in different ways, like with. Um, like with Philip, right? He he said, listen, he said he everybody says, you know, you have your strengths working your weaknesses. He said he totally disagrees with that. He said, why would you work on your weaknesses? Because you can never be great at your at, at your weakness. He said, if you if you're naturally good, good at something and, and that's a strength, hone in, hone in on that. Right. Right. If you're weak at whatever, whatever, that's fine. Now, you, you don't you're weak at it for a reason. That's, that's not what you're naturally good at. But if you have like like Tom Brady, if you can throw a football Work on being the best person who can throw this football. He can't run. He, he doesn't. He's not trying to be Lamar Jackson. If you know who, if you know who that is, he's not trying to be a Patrick Mahomes. He's not trying to be a Michael Vick. 
he doesn't he doesn't he's not elusive. He's not fast. That's not what he does. But what he does know how to do is 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 throw this and dissect defenses. And he knows how to do that very which is made which has made him great. So I don't know, man. I'm um I'm literally I'm looking well one, I know this started off as an international shout out show. I'm sorry about that, guys, but you know we are. <laughs> uh I know we gotta do a recap every so often. Because it is our show, you know. <laughs> so it is it is at some point good for us to synthesize all of this information into kind of a, a cohesive uh, view and to kind of digest what we figured out so far. For me, I still I still have a lot of I still have a lot of questions. I think that the core of success seems to have a, a component to it that is derived from service, which makes sense, right? Because you can't make money not somehow serving others. So you are going to have to have some degree and some uh, enjoyment from the process of serving. Otherwise, you're probably not going to make money if you don't like serving your fellow man, whether it's a good that you're creating or a service you're providing. In the end, it's still being exchanged with your fellow man. So this whole idea of like, you got to love serving people makes perfect sense. And I think extraordinarily successful people are extraordinarily successful because they've either taught themselves to like serving others or they naturally enjoyed serving others. And that's what mm-hmm. led them to success. 100%. Um, and then, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, beyond that, it, it seems kind of... I don't want to say inconsistent, but I, I just don't know if if we've summed it up. I don't know if there's one no. overarching philosophy on success where we go, uh-huh, there it is. But also, too, I think for our listeners' sake, we should get out of our guests the material side of it. Yes, we know that that material that, that, that material materialistic things aren't going to lead to success or aren't not success, aren't going to lead to happiness. We know that, but we have to find a way where does it come into that entire equation? Mm. Right. So as opposed to, yeah, I mean, we know that, you know, this watch isn't going to make you happy, duh, but, but why the watch or why the car? But what, what does it mean to you? Not the watch itself and not the car itself, not the house itself. What does it mean? What does it represent to you? And mm. I think I, I think our interest, I think our listeners would be very interested in seeing what these successful people say about well, the material part of it. So let me ask you this. What does it mean to you? So uh, name like one or two things that you really like, you know, you got that stimulus check, an extra... <laughs> However much, you know, the government just gives you $4,000 and you're like, I'm good anyway, but, you know, I'll gladly take the 4000 and I'm going to spend it on whatever frivolous thing I want. What are you spending it on and why? My thing is my wife and I, we want to buy a plot of land, a lot of acres and just have our own farm. What that and the reason now the farm itself is going to make us happy, but what it what does it? represent is that mm. it represents that we worked hard to create a life that we actually want to live 
We want to raise our own food. We want to, you know, have a place where people can come and feel happy and fellowship. It, what it, it what it means for me is where I'm from. I come from nothing. So it's two things. I come from nothing. So I want to prove to myself that if I do this and what I like to do, it's going to, you know, we're going to, I'm not saying, you know, tomorrow, next year, over time, it's going to bear big pieces of fruit that I can then say, hey, my brother, like Ryan, Hope, you know, Daniel, Victoria, Joseph, this is what you can do from where we're from. If you put your mind, your heart and effort into it, you can have this life too. That's one. And then two, it's like, is is to me like, yeah, like you can become the person you actually want to become if you're willing to put the work in. I told you this, Brian. I, me, personally, I've always wanted to be this business person, this very respected, not famous. I do not want to be famous, but like from a point to where like people are like, oh man, like if you want to know anything about business and how to move and how to maneuver, go to Chris. He's mm-hmm. done it. He's made mistakes. Um, and also too, and this, the whole purpose of this show, Brian, what we're doing is giving people actionable advice on how to apply it to their lives. We're serving an audience. Mm-hmm. It's right. why we have people from Portugal, Mexico, and, 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 and the Republic of, Zan- of Z- Zambia. Zambia. Is because they hear something that we're giving them that they can go back to wherever they are and be successful in their own right. So, so that's so, my um, thing. But to answer your question, it's it's a it's a it's a farm like lifestyle. That's that's the whole point. Private, very a private, nice big private estate, mm-hmm. doing pretty much what the hell we want to do, pretty much. So I was reading, I was reading the Bible, which I do from time to time when I have some time and I was reading the book of Daniel and I took this weird kind of uh, part out of the book of Daniel that tied into this show. Okay. And in a very kind of obscure way. So I'm going to try my best to synthesize all this in like 40 seconds, but basically an angel <laughs> came down at the end of the book of Daniel and like the way they described the angel was pretty cool. Uh, uh, the coolest thing was that when he spoke, it sounded like crowds of men speaking. And I was like, oh, my God, that's freaky. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> just imagine like a guy opens his mouth and it sounds like 90 guys talking to you at the same time. So anyway, the angel starts laying out prophecy on what's to come next. And he starts talking about all of these different Persian kings that will surface. And he starts talking about how these Persian kings you know, what they're going to do, you know, what areas are they going to take over? What are they like? What are their personalities like? What's going to be their downfall? And he was eventually talking about a few kings that will control basically all of the known land, which I guess at that time was like, you know, basically the fertile crest and maybe a little bit more and um, would have armies at his beck and call all of the riches known to man would be owned by this king, right? Um, anything you wanted, you know, women, food, weaponry, uh, gold, diamonds, everything, everything. And he said it would be to the point where this one king would 
call himself a god. And many people would actually think that he was a god. And I thought to myself, who the hell is this king? It's just a short little like blurb in the Bible. And it happened like this king lived. But then I think to myself, this king basically at some time in human history lived the lifestyle that if you really wanted to max out the idea of success and you're like, if I go like psycho success, like extreme success where I'm like commanding legions and I own like entire nations and everything I want is there. And I'm basically right on the edge of being like a demigod in some way. Even if you achieve some insane level of success, I didn't even know who the hell this Persian dude was. I didn't know who he was. So he achieved it. But who the hell knew who this guy was? I'm sure there's people that know who yeah. this Persian king was. Like like some historians and archaeologists would be like, oh, of course, that's King Zahaba. But like your average <laughs> Joe does not know who the frig that Persian king was. So I thought to myself, if, if our goal is to be like the most kick-ass dude, richest dude, in the year like 2046, even if you achieve it in the year like 3160, you're just going to be like that Persian king. You're going to be like, oh, and this guy, Chris Sykes, really kicked ass for like 20 years and then he died. And then you just turn the page. You right? know what's funny? It's, <laughs> you know what's funny? This is, I don't even know how this is supposed it's, you You just described the 300 movie. Yeah, I thought it was Xerxes the whole time. I'm like, are they talking about Xerxes? I'm like, is this Xerxes he's talking about? I was like, is was this, like, am I, where's, is his name Xerxes? And it was like, no, it's not. King. I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I, felt, I felt like I knew history for a second. I'm like, uh-huh, yep, I know who you're I'm talking like, about. I know Xerxes. exactly. This is, this is, this, this is, oh, you want to see who that is? You can just pop in 300. <laughs> yeah, he, he fought Gerard Butler a couple I mean, years ago. Exactly. He had everything <laughs> at his beck and call, literally. Yeah, uh, but like, you know, I guess now I'm wondering, now I'm wondering, did they did that 300 movie come from that little blurb in Daniel? No, 300 happened. It was some other Persian king. There's an example. Some other dude, Xerxes, came later. Whatever, right? So it's like <laughs> there was God. Xerxes, there was King, whoever the frig, there was <laughs> Queen, this lady, there's Cleopatra. We don't really like we know Cleopatra, but do you re- like Chris? How much do you know about Cleopatra realistically? Realistically, I don't. I don't know, but I just. I just know that. I just know that she was a yeah, you, right? kick ass queen. She's a kick ass queen, and that she hooked up with Mark Anthony. That's and then I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, I don't know like yeah. anything really. You know, so like that's the point. I'm thinking to myself, it's it's insane riches and notoriety. It then is insane riches and notoriety for whom? For yourself? Or is it for the generations to come to know your name into eternity? Because if it's that, nobody really is going to know you that well, except for like some really like, you know, some historians, I guess, that that want to take the time to research. No, 100%. I think I think that's that's definitely it. But then me, I'm like. I don't want that. I don't that if that's success, I do not want that. I don't I don't want I don't want to be you know me, Brian. I don't want to be known. I don't want I don't, I don't want to be known to have it because that just makes everything 
complicated. I, yeah, I mean, are we international? Duh. I mean, we're yeah. in the I mean, we're of Zambia. almost at that point now, but go ahead. I mean, I it's get like, you. come on, you know, or is it, it's like we're going to walk out like, gosh, paparazzi, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, just trying you to know. go to Dunkin' Donuts. Not 100%. Can I, can I get a, uh, can I, I just, I just want a caramel ma- macchiato hot. That's all I yeah. want. That's all we, I want. We and maybe can't even a land. smoked bacon sandwich. Give me a double smoke bacon sandwich <laughs> with my caramel macchiato and let me go home. That's all I want to do. I want to go home and chill my wife. That's all. That's all. That's all I want to do. We can't even but, stop uh, at at a at a layover in the Republic of Zambia <sighs> without people just hitting us up. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Your point. You know, it's it, you know, but I don't. But to me, to be honest, Brian, I don't. I don't want that. Like I, I want. Yeah, maybe in our little community, I want to be that to them, or us to be that to them because we're giving them actual practical advice to do whatever they're going to do, but I do not mm. want to be famous. I, that to me would be, that would, I'm, that would annoy the hell out of me, to be honest. But I don't know about famous. I would like to be powerful, whatever the yes, hell that 100%. means. I, I want to be but powerful. I, I do not want to be famous because a lot of, we, a lot, and as you know, it's a lot of moving hands that you never know who the hands that, that move things. You're just like, who in the hell is doing all this? You know, and that's, it's the like, thing. that's the thing nobody ever talked about on the show. They never talk about power. There was actually a study Ooh, about this. We should do that. Okay. Power. power. Exclusive, 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 exclusive. We're not going to be talking about power and the success fundamentals podcast on the successful fundamentals. Podcast. What does power mean to you? Yep. So that's the thing. Like I was reading this thing about um, advertising and they're like, do you want power? Right. They ask all these people, you want power? And people are like, no, no, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not the type of person that's, you know, pursuing power. And it's like, okay. And then some people are obviously like, yeah, yeah, dude, I want power, you know. But when asked if you had the choice between being powerful or not being powerful. So when they rephrase the question, which one would you prefer? People are like, well, I prefer to be powerful. So there's definitely a stigma against being open about the desire to obtain power. But if given the opportunity, most people would take the option to increase their power rather than decrease their power. And they said that uh, specific like marketing campaigns will actually um, capitalize on that desire. And the way they do it is like, let's say there's you know Kettle One Vodka or any name brand, whatever. They get some celebrity, a man, a woman, whomever, that is attractive, well-known. I mean, a celebrity in any capacity, right? Mm. And what happens is you begin to associate that brand with increasing your power. Because if you're drinking that vodka that, that that woman is drinking or that that guy is drinking, I'm starting to take on the traits of that person, even though they probably don't even drink this shit. But regardless, yeah. <laughs> regardless, you now begin to associate wild turkey bourbon with Matthew McConaughey. And if you think he's a kick-ass dude, drinking wild turkey is going to make you a little bit more like him, right? Because you want to increase in power, right? So people will actually spend money. So in those moments, they get a little bit of a power trip so they can look around and say, you know what this bourbon is? 
this is the stuff Matthew McConaughey drinks. And you're like, ooh, Matthew McConaughey. You get a little blip of it. You get a little blip. You get what I mean? Because we all want it. I get that. Well, look, man, you're 100% right. And I think that we should definitely explore that. And I think our audience would love us exploring the, the power component to success. See, great ideas happen when you talk to great partners. Brian Goldsack is mm. a great partner. We start dialogue. And we now we're gonna add two elements that you all heard first on successful fundamentals. Where does the material component come in and where does power come in? Where does power come in? And if you guys have other questions that you think we should be asking our audience that we're not asking, we're not hard men to find. Hit us up Absolutely. on LinkedIn, Absolutely. reach out we're to just- us on our websites. 100%. We're just internationally known, but we, we're still fairly We're approachable accessible. for now. For now. So <laughs> get us while you still can before 100%. we own a whole Persian kingdom. Well, Brian, <laughs> this this exactly. Well, this has been fun, my man. I, I'm, I'm loving, I'm going to continue to love um, doing these uh, recap episodes with you just to kind of break down what we've learned so far and and add components to our show that I think, you know, I'm actually going to write that down before I forget power, power and material. It's success. All right, Brian, wrap us up, man. All right. Thank you for listening to a synthesizing episode of success fundamentals. I don't even know if that's a word. I think so. But regardless Chris and I thought it would be appropriate to take a little time to kind of reflect upon everything we've been hearing. Are we missing anything? And I, I got a lot out of this. So thank you, Chris. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Success Fundamentals Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review.